listening to the Learning to Believe Again podcast with your host, Brittany Bexton. Where do you begin when you're learning to believe again? Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I know I sound strange today. This is the result of me recovering from a sinus infection a couple weeks ago. So I have a co-host today who you might remember, Patty Bruner. Hello, everybody. And she will be sharing as well, so you don't have to listen to my crazy-sounding voice. This <laughs> But Patty and I both attended a healing and miracle school online. Patty did online, and I did in person just about a week ago now. Yeah, I guess it was just about a week, yeah. And I just wanted us to share a little bit about our experience with it and just what our biggest takeaway from the event was. So I'm going to let Patty share her biggest takeaway first. I think there's still so much to, let's, what metaphor do you want to use? Digest absorb, unpack, <laughs> whatever image you want to use. Uh, there's still so much, but I think probably the thing that immediately comes to mind is the, the fact that there is truly no distance in the spirit and nothing hinders God from doing whatever it is that he wants to do. There was no hindrance because of the fact that I was attending online uh, versus being in person. It's not a secondary or a less than option. It's dynamic. And I'm telling you what, it was filled with fire of, yeah, I'm just going to say that. Uh, it was just just filled with fire. Um, and we had people all over the globe who attended uh, I can't remember where everybody was from because when everybody was telling where they were from in the chat, in the, in the live feed, it was flying by so fast because there were hundreds of us that I, I can't remember. I mean, all across the continental U.S., uh, in Canada, I know there was somebody from Spain. I know there were multiple people from the entire continent of Australia. They were from all over Europe and it was just everywhere, all over the globe. But the biggest thing for me was the fact that the takeaway of the, there's no distance in the spirit. God's not hindered by technology. He's not hindered by a brick wall. He's not hindered by anything. And nothing's going to stop his moving when we're available for him to move. Amen. That's so true. We saw a lot of miracles happen too throughout the conference. Yes. You want to share about some of those? I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to remember specifically of people who were online who had the miracles occur, but again, the feed was so fast. I know there were lots of, uh, lots of things of people were having all kinds of physical problems, uh, all kinds of discomfort, everything from headaches to sinus infections to lung issues, uh, that when we prayed for each other online, it literally disappeared. The infection that they had disappeared. They didn't have it anymore. They didn't have congestion anymore. And um, you know, as well as I do that, that's not something that usually goes away super easily unless, and in this case, God, God intervened. Um, I know that 
online as we were participating or watching the things that were going on in the house. I know of one friend who had had feet issues since she said she was in seventh grade and she couldn't, she couldn't flex her feet the right way without massive cramping. And this is a woman who was an adult with children and she's in her thirties, I'm guessing, um, latter thirties. And she was miraculous healed of it. She could flex her feet. She could bend her feet. She could come up on her toes. She could do, and she had absolutely no cramping at all. And never before since she was in seventh grade, could she do that? And we're talking, that's a long time. And, uh, so she was, I know she was healed. There was uh, a, a lady who had had a, had massive nerve damage in her leg. And, um, she was in a special kind of boot. It wasn't like what you have a boot for when you have a stress fracture or a fracture. It was a a modified different kind of boot that was more, I would say was more like a permanent kind of design because she had, she had nerve damage and the doctor said it was never going to heal. So, um, (laughs) somebody had, had, um, who was on, on the platform who was leading had mentioned specific feet issues, specific ones. I mean, like really precise. And I believe she was one that went down because later on they're like, somebody came up and they held, held up her, her, her boot from the stage and like, whose is this? And she was fully healed. I mean, literally jumping up and down, able to, to move around still to this day, she is healed. She can walk stairs. She doesn't, she actually had to have her sister give her shoes because she doesn't have shoes because she had the boot on one foot. She, so she only had one shoe for the other foot because she was healed. So she had to get, had to have somebody help her with shoes. (laughs) So that was fabulous. Um, Oh, Oh, deaf ears. Yeah. Uh, Another friend. Uh, who is um, is from Australia was actually in the house, and apparently one of her ears has been deaf for years and years and years, if not since birth. I, I couldn't I couldn't remember. You remember, you know who I'm talking about? I do. Yeah, it was she was completely deaf in her one ear. Yeah, it was. I think it was her left ear, and well, it doesn't matter either one. <laughs> it's like either one, but she was completely deaf, and she is completely healed. And because they, she, she covered up her ear that could hear, like she couldn't hear anything in that because she was co- covering it up so that they could do a test to see. And they went over and they whispered really quietly in her ear. Now, mind you, this is in the auditorium with lots of noise going on. I mean, lots yeah. of noise going on because there are hundreds of people in there. And even if they're, you know, chatting quietly, it's still pretty loud. And she heard every single thing that they whispered to her. She's completely healed and she can hear out of her ear. Yep. There was a whole bunch of stuff that it's going to be fun when people go in for their doctor's checkups because they, they know they feel a difference in their body. But now when they go in for their doctor's checkups, they'll have that confirmation that it's the case. Like um, there was specifically endometriosis that was that was called out for healing. And that's another friend, too, that she's had it for decades and it's been pretty severe with cysts and all kinds of things. And, uh, she is, uh, absolutely believing that and felt her, her body feels totally different. And she's, she's one of those people that, you know, she's going to get the doctor's tests and show you, and it's, it's going to be really fun to see. And, and I love it when doctors are boggled and we're boggled because God chooses to do what he chooses to do. 
Absolutely. There was one other big miracle that was really seen from the platform. Now, there were, I know, a lot more because I know a lot of people went up and got healed of things. But like you said, some of them are going to require checking with the doctor to see what happened. Sure. But there was a woman who came who had been on oxygen (gasps) for a long time. Yes. 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 That was amazing. That was amazing. Yes. And even with the oxygen, it had trouble keeping her oxygen levels up. But it was the first night, I think. She was completely healed. She got off the oxygen and her oxygen levels were better than they have been even using the oxygen. And she was just so excited. And she got up to even talk about it. And she like giggled and cried and just like fell out because she was so overwhelmed by God's love because he was so good to her. And, you know, you hear that and you think, oh, well, how old was she? Was she a young woman? No, she wasn't a young woman. She was an older woman. Yeah. God heals. It doesn't matter if you're older. It doesn't matter if you're younger. God desires to heal his people. Yeah. One of the things that stood out to me also was the fact that just reminding myself that what Jesus did on the cross and took on the cross, the the scripture that says by his stripes, we're healed. And all the beating that he took, all the flailing from the horrific whips and cat of nine tails and all this just absolute destruction he took to his body. Those stripes are, are what he did so that we are healed. And so it's, it's something I'm actually walking out and every time it's, <laughs> I'm still doing it. I think I told you that that day. I said, I, I'm almost every time I'm taking a step or I'm taking a step on the stairs at home or at the office or I'm walking to the office mailbox or to my car in the grocery store. I'm, I'm in my head. I'm going with every step. I'm going by his stripes. I'm healed by his stripes. I'm healed. And, and then the other scripture, um, and I cannot remember what translation words it this way, but there's a translation that says healing is our portion. And that turned into an actual prophetic song that I wrote on the break on Tuesday. And that's something I've been singing over myself, God's word over myself. Every time I'm taking a step for my body healing and, and all those things. So that was another rich element that was a takeaway for me, but that lady with the oxygen, (laughs) oh my word, that was fabulous. She was so giddy. It was, yeah, she was. and the thing that was fun was that she was breathless with the giddy, but it's because she was so giggly that she was breathless. But it wasn't like a, it was it was a giddy kind of thing, not like I need my oxygen tank. And then she starts talking about having to, having been on oxygen, like you said, and her uh, her oxygen levels were were horrible, and and now they're phenomenal and actually better than they've ever been. And you're going, I love it. Do it, God, do it. Yes. Yeah. And I love what you said too, about how, you know, those were the big miracles on the platform, the drop foot healed, the oxygen healed, the deaf ear opened, you know, that everyone could see and have an instant result. But there were also other miracles happening, even just online in the chat box and other places. I mean, 
I ended up working on the prophetic ministry team for the event. And one of the people that came to us for prophetic ministry had a headache and they asked if we would pray for them. So we did. We prayed. It lessened, but it was still there. So we continued praying and I felt a release. And the person said, I just felt it wash away. (laughs) I love that. They said that it was like it just dissipated and went away. And I was like, there it is. Thank you, Jesus. You know? Yeah. 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 It's, it's such a challenge when we get stuck in our head. Mm-hmm. We're in our Western world. We're science. We're, what did they, I think they said, we're like the Greek thinking from, you know, obviously centuries ago, but we have that science based in God's the one who created science in the first place. He's the one who made it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he can change those rules. <laughs> he, can, he, can, he can change those rules. And it's, it's such a challenge, especially when you're in a, an area that is very intellectual. Yeah. Um, I, I've lived most of my life in university cities. And university cities that are also research facility, medical research facility cities, in addition. And then on top of that, there'll be like other advanced degrees in the area. So when you have that, I found, at least here in the U.S., I can't speak to other countries, but I've noticed that it's a challenge to get past that intellectualism. Yeah. And if we can get past that and go, God is above time. God is the one who created science. God's the one who created the ideas for people to create medicine. He's the one who created nature for natural medicine. You know, he's the one who did all of these things. So let's let him do and be open to what he wants to do and flow with what he wants to do and give him all the glory when crazy things happen. <laughs> you know? Because they will happen and they do happen. Yes. You know, one of my biggest takeaways from it was Tony Kim and Catherine Renala. They both shared their vulnerability as to how they really deal with it when they get to that place of, wait, why is it not happening yet? Yeah. Yes. Or even just, I don't know if I have the faith for this in this moment. And Tony had said that there have been times that he's like, I don't have the faith for this God, but I really hope that you will do it. And he said, you know, hope fuels faith. So it's okay to pray and hope and then let the faith get fueled. And he talked even about how there have been times that he's prayed that and then the miracle happened because God honors it when we show up and pray. Mm -hmm. And he said that that can still be one of the most powerful prayers. And then Catherine Rinala said that, you know, she gets to places sometimes where she's not understanding why something's going a certain way. And she kind of just has to crawl into God's lap and be like, speak to me. But one of the things that she said that I just thought was so beautiful is she said, one of the most powerful prayers I can still pray is God help me. Yeah. And I love that because, you know, we hear so much teaching about, oh, you just have to stand strong in faith. Don't speak any words of doubt. No, no, it's not hope. It's faith now. Well, But hope and faith go hand in hand. And it's okay to hope if you don't know how to have the faith yet. You know, look at the father in Mark who said, I believe, help me overcome my unbelief. Mm -hmm. And Jesus killed his son. He didn't have the faith in that moment, but he still came to Jesus. And 
you know, just to see these generals in the faith who do experience miraculous healings and miracles in their ministries to say, sometimes I just have to say, God, I really hope you'll do this or God help me. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm stepping out here, Lord, you better show up. <laughs> yeah. Cause, and it's not stepping out. None of this is out of ourself. You know, there's a difference between going after something God's prompting you to go after. And then he's, he's already said in his word that, that it is ours, you know, but it's another thing to just be like, you know, I'm going to get clicks. I'm going to get hits. I'm going to get likes. I'm going to put this on. You know what I mean? It's, it's turning it into a, an advertising campaign or a media blitz or something. And I'm like, that is not the right heart, but that, so that's not what we're talking about. So when it's a, I believe I'm supposed to do this. I've not seen this before. Lord show up. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's, that's, that's some serious hope faith combo. Yes. Well, and even if someone asks us to pray, but you know, it's something we haven't experienced, maybe we're just having a hard day and that hard day, you can't feel as faith filled as you would on a day that is not a hard day. Yeah. But just showing up and saying, God do this. Yeah. I'm hoping in you, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's such a good reminder too, that it's not about us being strong all the time. It's about letting God be strong in our weakness. Yes. Yeah. We're his, we're his vessels. We're, we're God's conduits. I, the image I got, I, I was given this image and I know it's nothing new, but when I was in college at university, they use the, the image of, 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 of us being at the bottom end of a, a really wide pipe. And God is at the top of that pipe and not meaning distance, but just that's the positioning kind of thing. Yeah. And he is using that pipe as a conduit and we're for us. And so he's just pouring, 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 pouring in that conduit. And we're just his vessels and we're just distributing what he's pouring out into us. Yeah. So for him to do anything he wants to and us to be those conduits, those vessels for him. Yeah. Is huge. Absolutely. Yeah. A couple of other things that I feel like I just need to share that Mm -hmm. were talked about a lot at the conference were one, we don't need to tolerate sickness more (laughs) to tolerate sin. That God heals just as he saves. Yes. And those things go together. In almost every place that it says God saves, it also says he heals. So we trust him for that. And we have to get the word and the truth of that into us so that we really believe it. Yeah, the stop tolerating was huge because there was something about that. There was something fresh on that because you're going, okay, we've just accepted a lot of this, these lies from the enemy that aren't actually scripturally sound at all. And, and you're going, again, it goes back to that, that mindset that is so much in our culture, the Western mindset of that science based thing. And it's that whole tolerating because you're, you'll say, oh, well, it's something that just happens to people in our family or, oh, that was on my mom's side or, oh, that was on my father's side or, oh, well, you know, the so-and-sos of this family are like that and, or, you know, that kind of thing. Or, and you're just going, that's tolerating generational curses, quite frankly, with what I just described. And then you're going, wait, why am I tolerating this pain and this, this whatever 
again, get your science mind out of the way. Get your intellectual mind out of the way. Get that stuff out of the way. Think of it from a spiritual perspective. And you're like, no more tolerating. Just no. Pain has to go. Inflammation has to go. Disease has to go. Malady, deformity, you know, syndrome, diagnoses, whatever has to go now. And instead, we need to come in alignment with what God created us to be. Now, sometimes that requires us to do work. Sure. Absolutely. But uh, we've got to say goodbye and, and, and we're done. It is over. No more, no more arthritis, no more discomfort, no more pain, no more inflammation, no more put the, put the illness diagnosis, syndrome, malady, infirmity name in there. No more, just no more. And go after it with God and go after his healing go after what he says. He says, by his stripes, we are healed. He says, healing is our portion. He says all these different things about healing in scripture. And um, so holding on to those truths of what he says and going after that with him. Yeah. And like I said, yes, are there, are there things that we have to sometimes change? Absolutely. Are there things that we need to do? Absolutely. But the root of it is not necessarily our working it it's more of a spiritual thing because it's a spiritual root behind the stuff and sometimes not tolerating means getting rid of a mental attitude that we might not even have realized that we have that is tolerating it whether we think we are or not so an example Mm -hmm. that was given was you know maybe you want healing in your knees or your hips or or your feet or something you know but once you're healed Part of walking that out means working out. So maybe you're actually liking the fact that you don't need to work out. So there's some sort of benefit to you being unwell in that moment. And you have to let go of that and make your healing more important to you than the excuse of not having to work out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was kind of a very specific, but I was trying to give an example that would make sense. It could be something like that. That was, that was actually, that actually tied into somebody uh, who, who at least one person who was attending online and there we were going, um, I don't remember who it was. You all have to understand that there were lots of sessions in the period of three days. And so it was really rich, but you're kind of going, wait, what day is it? What was when? And it was just really good. So somebody did say this, but we're talking about when Jesus asked the man if he wanted to be made well. And that was part of it. And and one of the questions was, do you, again, you have to dig into it, but do you actually not want to be made well? Because if you do get healed, you're not going to get that check from the government anymore. You're not going to get that disability check anymore or payment or whatever the case may be. Or it's become so much of your identity because you've had it so long that you're going, if I get healed, who am I? Yeah. If I am not the so-and-so, you know, I, the, the girl in the wheelchair, the girl with the crutches, the, the guy with the crutches, the, you know, whatever the disease is, has become your identity or the illness. It's not enough to be a disease. It could be an illness. It could be any kind of, you know, any kind of thing. But yes, do you want to be made well? And sometimes people say no. Yeah. And if there are questions that come up, but you do want to be made well, but you're struggling with one of those areas, bring it before the Lord. 
Yes, absolutely. I don't want to feel this way. I need your help and I'm giving it to you because I want to be made well. Yes. You know, and I would say one of the other nuggets, and I'm just going to say that this is probably enough information (laughs) for today's podcast because it's a lot to soak in as it is. True. True. But if there's an area in your life that doesn't want to move or seems like it won't, put the word on it, the word of God, because the word works. And if the word's not working yet, get the word in you in a deeper way and continue to put the word on it because the word works. And that word will sink into your heart and your soul and your mind and your spirit. And you will eventually have that word so deeply ingrained that the word will work. And when we speak the word of God into the atmosphere, the enemy has to listen. Angels are commanded at the word of God. God's word created the earth and everything in it. And God's word removes things and God's word creates things. And therefore, we create things with the word of God also off of our lips. So yeah, the word is powerful. So is there any last thought you would like to leave the audience with before we end? Yeah, I think based jumping off of what you just said, it's so important for us to be exceptionally conscious of what we are listening to, what we are reading, looking at, because it's absorbed in our spirit, in our soul, in our, in our everything. And if we are pursuing and, and going after those things that are negative and dark and discouraging and dismal and depressing and negative, 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 uh, that is going to be what becomes part of us. So when, if we will listen to God's word, audio, you know, audio books, uh, find something on, on YouTube or something that's just literally God's word being spoken in a voice in it, in that you, that you like, you know, feed, feed your mind with those things, worship music that is scripture. And again, that style that, that you, that you, you like those kinds of things are hugely helpful to to feed us to help us in in our journey of pursuing the things of God and our health and uh, healing and connectivity with God and, and that kind of thing. I hope that made sense. Yes, it did. Absolutely, it matters what we feed on, for sure, yeah. and who we surround ourselves with. Oh, absolutely. So. I hope that encouraged you all and gave you some information. We gave you sort of the bullet point fire hose version of <laughs> of lots of sessions, but I wanted to just share a little bit of what we experienced this last weekend. And thank you for bearing with me with my voice sounding so goofy, but I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next week. God bless.